You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. So I have to jump right into the topic of this show, and that's that's the idea of, um, you know, we've been proponents of you ask for what you want. That, mm-hmm. You know, when, when it comes to your sex life, when it comes to your life in general, just sometimes we got to just ask <laughs> for what we want. We we fall into this idea of maybe our partner will read our mind, and then lo exactly. and behold, they can't. very mind readers. Right. Yep. So one of the things that I, I'll just follow my own advice of asking for what you want is I want our listeners to take the time out September 17th through the 20th and join us for the Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway <laughs> that is going on in Westlake, Texas, just north of DFW in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. It's going to be four days of a getaway. I mean, that's what it's going to be. And that is a beautiful area. I actually did a six-hour intensive with a couple who lives in that area, and I, I made a house call to them because uh, I was going to have to pick up my daughter from the airport anyway. So I got to tour quite a bit of that area just getting to their house and i was like dang Corey picked a hot spot it's, it's a great spot i love it and and you could register just by heading to our site sexymarriageradio.com you'll see this you'll see the banner um we want you to register because we want you to join us it's going to be a great a great time away that just to, to hang out with your spouse hang out with other listeners hang out with us and, and, and Corey, there was a question that came up from someone yesterday that I thought would be good for us to clarify. Somebody asked, well, are y'all just going to have a bunch of other guest speakers? And I was like, no, me and, <laughs> me and Corey are the guest speakers. Right. And they were like, oh, okay, good. Because it, it sounded like she was saying, we want this weekend to be as refreshing as the show is. Right. And that's and it. It will be that and yep. then some. Yep. I lay awake at night thinking about how much fun we are going to have with this weekend. Yeah, this is, this is I mean, because this is truly a getaway. That's the point. So the, then to continue on with the topic for this show, which the idea of this show is asking for what you want, but then I'm going to add the little addendum. And then what happens when you actually get it? Um, dun, dun, dun. Right. <laughs> That's when the plot thickens. It, it, it is. <laughs> Um, and, and one of the things I love is our listeners also, uh, when I ask for what we want, uh, and then we get it. And one of those things I ask for is, Hey, send us your questions, send us your comments, send us your feedback to, to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com because we want to hear from our listeners. And one of the things that came in, uh, while, while I was gone for the travel and we had the kind of the break of us recording, even though there were still shows, um, was that. I love it. Just it's a it's a pretty long email, so I'm just gonna paraphrase it. Okay. Um, but it's it's the concept of over functioning and under functioning, and it's yeah. also the concept of, you know, she has worked hard to over the last several years to ask for what she needs. Okay. But then she runs into this dynamic of whenever he her husband provides what he what she needs. There's a, a part of the brain that can easily go, oh, well, you're only doing that because I asked for it. It's not truly you giving it to me. Which is so self-sabotaging. <laughs> it really is. But it's also so human. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, come on. I can't say that I've never played that card before. Oh, I do too. I, I probably played it in the last six months. Yeah, I, I probably <laughs> played it yesterday. But um, But it's still, you know, that's the dynamic. That's the struggle. And to me... That is the whole people growing process of marriage at play. That's what it is. 
That's, that is about me. That's not about my partner. Because that's me having to struggle with, I say what I want. And in, in her email, she talks about, I want some encouraging words from you to help with my esteem. Because she recognizes self-esteem is a little struggle. And okay. so she wants some encouraging words like, hey, man, that looks you, you look great in that. Or I love that you did this. Or, you know, just I, I want to be built up because that helps my self-esteem. But the interesting dynamic of that is self-esteem coming from somebody else is not self-esteem. That's other validation. Ooh. That's all that is. You're, you're so right. How can you call that self-esteem right. if it didn't come from within yourself? Because self-esteem, and the other way I phrase that is self-validation, that is formed most in the absence of other validation. That when I don't get what I'm looking for from somebody else and I find it in myself, that is the true meaning of self-validation. That is the true so meaning of self-esteem. So you're learning to draw from your own well of affirmation right. Right. and security and significance right. and worth and value and all that. Right. So that the, the whole crux of her email is how do I continue to be the one that pursues or continue to be the one that asks for what I need? And then the struggle of when I get it <laughs> and then I get it in my mind of, oh, well, that's not true. That's self-esteem growing right there. That's self-validation at work that you have to then come into grips with, wait, am I, is he giving this to me because I want it or is he giving it to me because he's choosing it? Or, I mean, that's, you can't take, the, you can't do their job for him. Well, I can envision that the spouse who is told, this is what I need from you. This is what I want for you to do. And then you do it. And then you're accused of, well, you're just manufacturing that. You're just doing that because I told you to. Right. You've got to feel like, I'm damned if I do, and I'm damned if I don't. Right. Like, there's no pleasing you. It, it would be, it would just seem so <laughs> self-defeating. And you know what? I've never really thought about it from the other person's perspective. Because, again, I have played that card. I've played it numerous times. Right. So you're only doing that because I told you to. But, wow, how how frustrating for the person who isn't taken at face value when they do offer a sincere compliment or initiate a date night or whatever if they're accused of being – fakety fakerson or they're accused of manufacturing right. something right when in reality yes they are pulling it out of the hat but they're not going to pull something fake out of the hat they're gonna they're gonna draw from you know, does he really think that she looks beautiful in that dress then that's where that compliment came from not because he went oh well she told me that i need to compliment her more and she doesn't really look good in that dress but i guess i'll tell her that just to satisfy her he doesn't think about it that deeply. Well, uh, hold on a sec, because when you're in close proximity relationship with somebody else, we get this ability to map them pretty well. Yeah. Where we know, you know, you know, you With know TV. if Gre you know if Greg, no, not with that. You know if Greg is present or preoccupied. You know if if he's got something going on because you know his story better than other people so he could be portraying in a social situation that he's totally into you and you're going you are miles from me buddy what is going on you know because nobody else knows okay. him like you do right so with that fact that we can map each other well and we know each other well this is where the whole people growing process of marriage comes into play because he could be telling her back to our emailer that, hey, you look good in that, and he is just doing it to satisfy what she's asked for. 
And that's okay. where she then reads that as, and probably accurately, you are just doing it because I asked for it. You don't really believe it. Now, is that a bad thing to do? Like, no, I'm sure our I'm listeners just, are going, I'm no, confused. <laughs> I'm just saying that we don't fool each other in marriage. <laughs> that there, there's no there's no fooling each other going on. It's it's recognizing, let me, let me come at it from a different perspective. This is from a client I had that a, a big value thing to him is um, he wants to hear from his wife that she's sorry for things because that's how she he demonstrates, he hears love because he is a big I'm sorry guy. You know, that he's the so, one that's, he's so the he one that's first, what, right. He gets what he needs right. and he he's, needs what he gives. He's the first to admit wrong on things because that's how he wants to show that he loves her. But, and he wants maybe her to he reciprocate. Just, maybe he just married Mrs. Right. Well, Mrs. Always Right. But the, but the interesting thing is, <laughs> and where I got the deer in the headlights look from him in a session was they were unpacking a uh, situation that happened in a car w I after a date between them where they had this argument or they were having a great night, good, good, good conversation. And he's talking about something and she says, you know, I don't want to talk about that. And the way she said it offended him. And he's a little sensitive anyway, and he admits it, but, and he was all, Whoa, hold on. You know? And, and so he got offended. And then, so they just ran, went to the races from there and he wants her to apologize. And so she kind of half-heartedly, you know, I'm sorry. Even though she's saying to me, I don't feel like I had to apologize for anything. I don't think I did anything wrong. Okay. And so as we were unfolding this, he just says, wait, are you saying she doesn't need to apologize for things that offend me? And I'm like, exactly. <laughs> because maybe what she's saying isn't offensive. That's just the way you take the one Maybe. down approach to get what you're trying to want in this relationship. When in reality, you're not going to get it that way because she's a, she's on to you. She so knows him, your game. Him, him taking offense is really is really what that's all about. It wasn't about her being offensive. It was about right. him taking offense and then manipulating the situation to get what he wants out of her. Well, yeah, that's a, a straightforward, blunt way to say it. <laughs> Interesting. But I never thought about it that way. But it, that's the game we play. You know, that that's the game we play in marriage all the time. I mean, that's the, the funny joke I have with Pam all the time is she's on to me when I'm trying to manipulate my way into her clothes. You know, she knows. <laughs> she knows. She knows. And so I come from, I come for, for full force now and say, hey, if I am upfront about my manipulating of you, is it no longer in a manipulation? <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Now we're getting to a huge psychobabble world. But... <laughs> It's that's and she's thinking, just give me my spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. That might very well be. But that's where most people in, in relationships, we play at that level, but we don't ever talk about it at that level. And so for our emailer, she's talking about I'm I'm tired of asking for what I want because of the game I play of what happens when I actually get it. Interesting. And, and well, I'm gonna sit here and say that's the reality of what marriage is supposed to do is to reveal that in you and then in turn your partner so that you both confront what's really going on and you have to both grow into, am I the type of person that's worthy of getting what I want? That's another level of things. Yeah. And I immediately go to like the guy who wants apologies frequently because he's an I'm sorry kind of guy. Right. I go to what happened in his family of origin that created yeah. that need in him. Like, did he have a domineering mother that he watched walk all over his dad or vice versa? Yeah. Like what, what put him, what made him associate apologies with aphrodisiacs? Right. 
yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I didn't go that route. I kind of stayed with right in between them of just look, hey, what you got, what's going on between you? Yeah, there's nothing wrong. Now, what do you want to do about it? How can you handle each other better? Yeah. And, and Well, I think that it also goes down to, I think a lot of women especially have a very difficult time simply receiving a compliment. So if we tell our husband, this is what we want, this is what I need from you. And then he sincerely delivers right. a heartfelt compliment. We still just have a hard time of, oh, you don't really think that. And, or, you know, it's sometimes like uh, if Greg says, you know, your legs are amazing. It's like, yeah, but look at how flabby my tummy looks. And it's, <laughs> Why do we do that? Why do we do that? Um, well, I think that's more than just a woman thing. I think that's a human thing. Yeah, I would agree. We all have trouble receiving Thanks. You know, if, some, if a friend just gives you a gift out of the blue or thanks you for doing something that you that you did, you went out of your way to do or you were willing to do oh, whatever. Nothing. Right. It's like, oh, I'm glad to do it. It was not that big a deal. And it's like, no, just say thank you. Yeah. You know, just exactly. God, that's that's and, I'm, I'm glad that means something to you or yeah. I'm glad that you find that visually appealing. Right. Well, or even I agree. I have learned that when Greg compliments my legs, I tell him. I agree. That is one of my favorite body parts. Thank you for noticing. I'm glad that you agree with me. Perfect. But look at <laughs> let me, confidence. It's okay. Let me come at it from a completely different perspective too, though. That let's say you're in a relationship because this is alluded to in our email or two. Um, that you're in a relationship where one of your greatest pleasures is the ability to provide pleasure to your partner. Okay, let's say sexually, you love, you're good at oral sex. Okay. You, you know exactly what you're doing with his or her part, parts. Okay. But yet you do not like to receive oral sex. Okay. Okay, because. I have a hard time envisioning that, but go well, ahead. I, I, know, I know the audience who I'm looking at when I'm talking about this, but I know also our audience, and I know I'm speaking to a larger population than just population Shannon planet. So, <laughs> um, but so you're, you're, you're the type of person that you love giving, but you do not like receiving, which I believe is a lot of people in various aspects of our life. Interesting. Okay. Because, but the, so the, if you come at it from a different perspective is you're in, you're okay denying your partner, the very pleasure you receive by being able to do that to them. Okay, yeah, like I totally made the connection in my brain just now. Right. Of just how cruel that can be. Absolutely. I never thought of it as cruel. You Absolutely. always think of it as, oh, you're being so selfless. You're being so servant-hearted. Right. But it's like, no, you are. You're robbing them of that excitement and euphoria yeah. that you feel when you feel empowered, yep. when you feel in control, when you feel like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Yep. I mean, it, that is a really cool feeling. And if you don't allow your spouse to have that, how sad. And that's the dynamic that goes on in marriage of the whole idea of just the power struggle that happens between two people that I know I have the ability to bring pleasure to Pam, right? I know that because I've been with her for 22 years and I've grown as a lover and a guy, but she has grown as well. And so there's constantly part of the marriage design is that the yin and the yang, if you will, of the power versus receiving, the giving versus the receiving. The That's the whole, yeah, I carry my share, fair share sometimes and I pick up more than my fair share sometimes knowing it's not going to be fair. 
but she's going to do it in other areas. And that's where you get into this, am I being authentic and true with what I'm seeking and what I'm offering? And it's not about I'm trying to get something in return. It's about I'm being true to me. I'm being who I am. That's where marriage plays out as a people-growing machine. Okay. So I have to throw in this email that I remember reading here in the past couple of weeks, because I know that there are some people listening to this conversation going, yeah, but in our marriage, it's the other way around. What if it's that a person really loves receiving, but doesn't like to give? So I recall a re an email from a female reader, um, email from a female reader. That's a tongue twister right there. <laughs> and she said that her husband had made the mistake in the in their i think it was in their dating relationship if i recall if i recall correctly that they performed oral sex on each other and he admitted that he really liked receiving it but he did not like giving it right okay stupid stupid thing to admit right because it's taken her years to ever believe that his feelings have evolved but the reality is our feelings do evolve yep. we what we find distasteful originally we may find absolutely delightful a year or 10 or however many down the road. So yep. with this whole authenticity thing, I think it's very important that we also stress that you have to make room for the evolution process to occur. And that if your spouse is telling you something different than the message that you received years ago, there, you have to reach the point where you just take them at face value and believe them and assume that their feelings have changed on the matter. Well, just like your feelings change sometimes, yeah. their feelings can change. And if he's telling you, no, I like giving you oral sex now, just receive it and stop with the, no, I'm not going to let him because I know he doesn't like it because he told me 12 years ago he didn't yep. like it. But maybe things change. Well, but see, this is also not about him. This is about you having to come grow into a level of I'm okay receiving this now without questioning their motivation and their dislike, their whatever, because it's a whole different ballgame if Greg was to do something for you, not sexually necessarily, but to do something you know he doesn't like to do, but he does it. Mm -hmm. You could sit there and say, I mean, that's the, the, the worst of us could easily say, oh, you're just doing that because you want X, or you're just doing that to manipulate this, or you're just doing this because I've been on your butt for so long, you're finally doing it. Or you could say, you know what? I'm so glad, I know you don't like doing that, and I'm so glad you did, thank you. You know, and that's the difference. What a sincere response, what an affirming response. Right. That's like Pavlov's dog, you give him a positive reward and they're gonna be more, made, more motivated to do it next time. But that's the dynamic of being in a relationship with another person, is they are another person. And so they're going to do things that, yeah, they enjoy, they don't, they're going to give, they're going to receive. All of that is going on. And we can easily get into this whole, do I question it? Or do I also recognize I have to come to grips with what's going on as well? That it, I play a role in my ability to let them have pleasure and let them have power and let them have joy and meaning on things too. Yep. I... I couldn't agree more. There definitely has to be a, you have to put yourself in the other person's shoes. That's literally requires empathy to the nth degree Yeah. of taking a walk in their shoes and asking yourself, now, how would I feel if I were sitting in their spot and my spouse were saying the things that I'm saying, if they were saying those things to me, how would that make me feel? Yeah. Well, it's, uh, let me go. <laughs> I, um, the, the comment you made about, the 
he loves receiving oral sex, but doesn't like performing it. And so now she's always questioning. Okay. It's not that he doesn't. It's that he didn't. It's right. the past thing. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> I just enough. want to reinforce to but this woman. That's that where she has to. He likes it now, so you have to take it. Right. Take she it has to. Work. She has to grow into. Okay. She liked it back then, and now it's been tainted because of her partners, which is other validation. It's not self-validation. We're back to where we started. Right. That self-valid, a self-validated woman would be, okay, I'm not questioning why he's doing this. I'm just making it easier for him to do it. You know, I'm just, what do I need to do? Do I need to change positions to help? Do I need right. to spread, spread the labia a little better for him to help? I mean, what do I need to do? Do I need to make hygiene more of right. a priority? And, 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 but that's an ownership of myself to give of myself. And I think that's the crucible of marriage. Mm -hmm. That's the whole idea of learning to receive and give power over to somebody else, just like I want to have power over somebody else at times. And really, it's about taking ownership of, of what you want and not being surprised right. when you get it and <laughs> not being uh, defensive when yeah. you get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a self-sabotaging pattern. Um, and it reminds me of how many spouses will say, you know, well, they expected me to have sex, but they didn't turn me on first. And it's like, wait a minute. I don't think that you can expect that another person has the power to either turn you on or turn you off. That's, that's what's going on between your two ears. Right. So if you guys had had a conversation that there was going to be sex happening after dinner and you weren't a full participant, you expected your spouse to do all the heavy lifting of to get themselves revved up and then to get you revved up too, isn't that complacency? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, so it's not just asking your spouse for what you need. It's also reminding yourself of what you need from yourself. Yeah. And it, cause that's then fits into the whole theme of what we're talking about with this show is, yeah, I'm still, we're, we're both still going to be big proponents. I'm speaking for you here of you need to ask for what you want. You need to ask for what you need. Mm -hmm. But then what, where it shifts is when you actually get it, that's more about you still. That's the same process of whatever it took for you to have the onus to ask for what you wanted. When, actually, when you actually get it, now you have to confront more of yourself <laughs> on Hey, now I actually got it. Am I okay with that? Or do I question why do I, you know, as opposed to, nope, this is just part and parcel of a relationship. This is what evolving this, is like. This is, and this is a sign of growth between us that we're right. opening lines of communication. I'm asking, I'm receiving, I'm inquiring, I'm giving. It's, it's all a beautiful dance. Yes. Uh, I think that we also need to acknowledge though, that there are some people out there going, why are they doing a show on, asking for what you want and then getting it when my problem is that I've been asking for what I want and I'm not getting it. <laughs> so I think that you and I need to do a follow-up show on talking about sex versus fighting about sex. Okay. Because my experience with coaching clients is that the problem isn't that your spouse doesn't know yeah. what you want, that they haven't heard you. The no. problem is how you're going about it may, is making them dig their heels in the dirt. Yep. And that, that's self-sabotaging as well. Yep. So, yeah. Do you want to talk about approach next time? <laughs> that's perfect for me because <laughs> it, it does make a difference. But again, I, I still frame all of this as this is what marriage is designed to do. This is what sex with another human being is designed to do, is to help reveal ourselves to become better self. 
Well, I think that the cool thing too is that sometimes this takes decades to really well, yeah. manifest itself. That there are couples who've been married 30, 40, sometimes 50 years that they're still navigating these waters yeah. of learning to ask for what they need and then being willing to receive it when they do. Yeah. Yeah, cuz that's that that's the whole uh, the way I think about it cuz I have clients that'll do that'll you know, they'll come in, they'll they'll be getting rocking along, going well and then you know, the bottom drops out and they feel like, oh, we just lost all the momentum we had. We just lost all the ground we gained. Well, yeah, that's part of the process, isn't it? Where we gain a little ground and then we either lose it or we kind of plateau for a little bit while there's more self being developed. And then we take a risk or we do something different or we speak our mind or we ask for what we want. Then we gain a little ground. And then so it's kind of this whole you get a little bit, you come back a little bit, you get a little bit, you come back. But through it all, we don't go back to where we were. We're, yeah. There's still improvement. There's still an increase. And we learn to live in the tension and the yeah. excitement of asking ourselves what we need, asking our spouse for what we need, and then negotiating that, navigating through all of that. But be sure and celebrate the fruit that does get birthed through that process because right. it's easy to just keep galloping on ahead and go, okay, well, what else do I want? What right. else can I ask for? When you really need to kind of take time and smell the roses and and enjoy the oral sex that you asked for or whatever, 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 so that you can enjoy the, the milestones, you know, enjoy well, the peaks before the valley comes up again. Think about it. What's, what's necessary for you to actually enjoy something in life? The absence of it. I you, think that if you, okay. if, you, if you experience the absence of it and then you have it, then you appreciate it so much more than if you had okay. it all along. But I'm talking about in the moment. You know, what, uh, what is, what's necessary for you to be able to enjoy what's going on in your life? I think you got to focus on it. You got to yeah. take time to really contemplate the gift that you have staring you in the yeah, face. Yeah, to me, it's I got to let go of all the expectations I have on it and just be in the moment of it. Yeah. To just, to just experience it. Yeah. And to just see it. I mean, that's the whole, you know, with, with the journey we did through June. Um, one of the stops was the Grand Canyon and we'd never seen it. And the place is surreal. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it looks like it doesn't look real. Right. You know, it, it looks like a painting. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it you, does. And, and I, the thing I love most about it is you don't see it till you walk right up on it. You know, so it's not like one of those mountains or something where you can see it from way off. Oh, there, we're almost there. You just drive along, drive along, park, walk, boom, there it is. <laughs> the big hole in the ground. And, and I just remember standing there, taking it in just beyond whatever I had as an expectation of it. And that could have tainted it as opposed to, no, this is just splendor. This is just beauty. This is just magnificent as far as the colors and everything going on and the breeze, I mean, all of it. And then watching my kids take it in. And, you know, so it's just this whole being able to enjoy things means I'm present in the moment of it without an attachment to whatever may happen in it. Yeah. You know, and that's the beauty of it. That's, that's a, uh, that's a willingness to grow. Yeah, I agree expectations or as i call them expectations often put a hex on your reality right yeah i just changed that to planned disappointments that's the there you go that's the idea of an expectation to me because the more we have them the more they taint what we want you know and in, in, in our enjoyment of it and so the whole idea of this show i would think is 
continue asking for what you want and then recognize that when you get it, that's part of the process too. How do I learn to enjoy receiving things? How do I learn to enjoy the moments of things? Because that's what opens the door to things that maybe you hadn't even thought you could experience yet. Yeah, to even further growth Absolutely. and more closeness and connection. Yeah, because maybe yeah. maybe a, maybe your spouse reveals a side of them you haven't seen yet. And it's fantastic, <laughs> you know, that it's one of those, whoa, let's visit that person more. You know, I, <laughs> that... Can that person come out to play that again was, that tomorrow? <laughs> well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. And once again, I'm going to ask for what we want, and that is come join us at the Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway. Uh, September 17th through the 20th here in Dallas-Fort Worth area, right north of the airport. Very easy. There's free shuttle to get you to and from the hotel. But we want you to join us. Uh, Registration is going to be winding down before long. So because as we Once get closer, we're full, we're full. Yeah. And as we get closer, we got to stop it at some point. So we want to see you there. Well, wherever you are, wherever you're doing, make it great. Love you for listening.